before she fell under the spell of retail business. But one glance round the storeroom with its carefully organised stock and her dad's straw hat abandoned on top of a pack of jars of marmalade showed Fran this was where she belonged. She picked up Jimbo's straw hat, put it on her head at a jaunty angle and marched back into the front of the store to roars of laughter from the customers. Their laughter was music to her ears. She was good at customer relations and getting people to buy was 75% to do with relationships in a village store. Next, Fran called out from the till. Just like your dad you are, Fran, always got an eye for the money. But I'm lovely too, Mrs Dobbs, always friendly, never snappy, always got a smile. Just like when you were the village school, such a happy little girl you always were. Is it still as lovely at the school as when I was there? As the school caretaker, I can honestly say we miss your lovely smile. Don't you ever lose it. That might change, thanks. As Maggie Dobbs strode off, she remembered Fran's first day at school, with her scrawny pigtails and her uniform too big for her, and she smiled. Fran had got into more scrapes than any child she knew. She was always in the kitchen having her knees cleaned up or her elbows, and once they'd had to ring her mother, Harriet, to tell her Fran had broken her elbow. It took a long time to heal, and hours of physiotherapy to get it functioning again. As Maggie wandered back to her cottage with her shopping, she recollected when Fran fell from the top of the climbing frame in the school playground. That was a worry. A huge lump came up on her head, and they thought she was unconscious for a while. That was another hospital job, but Fran always kept that lovely smile of hers. A smile that made Maggie smile too when she thought about it. Now she must be nearly twenty. Surely not. No. She was. She was almost twenty-one. How the years had flown by. She was the one most like her dad. Keen on the business and had the right attitude too. Not a bit of edge to her. Fran was always courteous and helpful, eager to go to any lengths to get you what you wanted. Lovely she was. The other three were off out into the world without a backward glance at their dad's business. Would Fran stay with him? Was that what she wanted? If Maggie had asked Fran, the answer would have been yes. Now she could drive, Fran had been secretly looking in other towns and villages for premises where her dad could start up a new business and put her in charge. That was what she wanted. A village store with herself in charge but she felt too that she'd better hold back her ambitions for now and get more knowledgeable before she struck out on her own. Fran had considered doing a course of some kind or working for a big company like Marks and Spencer to learn their trade secrets. She imagined her own smart stores all over the country, selling good food at reasonable prices. But for now, she had to be practical. Jimbo's village store was busy and Fran knew she was a vital cog in the machinery. Good morning, Mr. Fitch. Long time no see. How are you? How am I? All the better for seeing you. When you go to university, we shall miss you. Or, at the very least, your dad will. When do you go? I'm not sure that I will. All I want to do is work alongside my dad, and so maybe I shan't bother. Some degrees nowadays aren't worth the paper they're written on, I hear. It isn't set in stone that you should. I never did, and it done me no harm, Mr. Fitch hesitated. 
Perhaps if he had, he wouldn't be living in that appalling glebe house, all of it designed in such terrible taste that it made his flesh creep. Even the utility room hadn't escaped the vast slabs of garish marble that featured in almost every room. And now he faced the pain of seeing what had once been his very own, absolutely beloved big house, being restored by an incredibly wealthy young man, namely Johnny Templeton. Mr. Fitch's heart lurched at every bit of restoration that was being done. If only he'd been more sensitive to the needs of the big house. He'd always known that dratted swimming pool was a mistake, and that he'd only gone for planning permission for the pool because he liked the idea of getting his own way, despite the enormous opposition there was to it. Those days were well and truly over. The cut and thrust had gone from his life now. No business, no Sir Ralph to get the better of. Just himself, Henry Craddock Fitch.